0: Well, today, I just want to exhort you, I want to encourage you, I want to talk to you from the subject, saying yes to God's promises, saying yes to God's promises. In today's time, actually, it's not just in today's time, this is as long as people have been alive, promises are like uh, pie crusts, you know? Lightly made and easily broken. <laughs> it seems like when we make promises to each other, you know. And unfortunately, unfortunately, one of the things that comes to mind for me when I think about broken promises is politics. Right? You know, I mean, throughout history, and I don't care who you are, what side you're on, or what, whatever. It's you know, it's it's uh, you know, a lot of promises are made and a lot of promises are broken. Uh, but it's not just politics. It's in a lot of areas of life. And um, part of it is is it's difficult for us as humans to keep promises. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't. And I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as humans, uh, we have to try to keep our promises. We have to, in other words, what that means is don't just say anything. You know, I've learned that. You know, you just, you just say something and then all of a sudden you don't realize that's actually a promise. And when you, you don't come through, how I many, especially if you have kids, You know, you say things to kids, oh, we'll go get some ice cream. Well, to them, you just promised that we're going to Dairy Queen. And if you don't, you know what I mean. If you don't, it's like you promised. Well, but I didn't really promise. I just said, you know, and so we we say things. And it's so we have to we have to try. We have to uh, exert effort to keep our promises. But I can tell you this about God. God doesn't even really have to try. It's just who he is. He is a promise keeper. He is a promise keeper. And so for us as people, and then also especially as Christians, um, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to say yes to God's promises. Now, when I say say yes, I know you're thinking, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes out of my mouth. But when I say say yes, that word say encompasses your actions. It encompasses your life. Okay, please hear me on this. I'm not saying just say yes out of your mouth. Live your life according to God's promises, believing in His promises. Okay? Two things I want to do today. One is I just want to share with you some of the promises of God, and then I want to share with you why we can trust God with His promises. Okay? Can we do that? Alright, so uh, I have tons of scriptures here, so I'm going to go through these pretty quickly, but I did uh, ask Beth to put them up, just the scripture references, the addresses, in case you want to jot any of them down, but there's tons. I-, I-, I have probably, I wrote down probably 162 promises before I stopped and said, you know what, uh, if I did a sermon like that, you know, we'd be here uh, until Tuesday. And so, uh, so I picked out uh, a few of them, you know, maybe about 40 so I'll go through maybe not 40 it's not that many I'll go through some of them really quick but if you want to write down some of the scriptures you can Uh, here's here's some promises promises for guidance and and help from God first of all he says have I not have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid Joshua 1 9 all right uh, and do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go Psalm 37 4 though he may stumble he will not fall the Lord upholds you with his righteous right hand your word is a lamp unto my feet Many of you know that psalm 119 i just read that in my devotions this past week for i am the lord your god who takes hold of your right hand and says to you do not fear i will help you something about when uh, your dad or your mom takes grabs hold of you don't worry or your friend or your husband or wife or you know grabs you and says don't worry i'm here it kind of calms you down doesn't it that's what God does. He said that in Isaiah, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's Isaiah 30, 21. This is the way, walk, that's word, that's a scripture, it says that. God is going to tell you, this is the way, don't worry. What about promises about God's faithfulness? All right, Isaiah fifty four ten. though the mountains be shaken. And his hills be removed. I know this is a little different this morning, but uh, just receive this. Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed. His peace will always be with you. I'm going somewhere with all of this. 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. You are the body of Christ. He's not going to deny himself. The Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3.3. Your faithfulness, back to Psalm 119.90. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. Listen to this one, Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Never leave you or forsake you. remember earlier Pastor Dietra was was uh, singing, and, and then when she was exhorting, she reminded us or uh, she was telling us that God would say, "Remember, remember that i 've died on the cross for you, remember that my peace is upon you. remember that my healing i 've already provided for that remember i 've already provided for your salvation. Sometimes we have to remember if you 're a Christian, you have to remember that you are saved, okay. Listen to this, promises about salvation. Uh, Romans 4, 5, but people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God. All right, who forgives sinners because of their faith. Romans 8, who dares accuse us? I love this one. Who dares accuse us, Paul said, whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with him. Who then will condemn us? No one, no one. For Christ died for us and was raised to life for us. He is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. He's ever pleading for you and I. First John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, this we know this one. You've quoted this scripture before. Listen, there's a difference in quoting it and believing it. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. The devil, your enemy, wants to condemn you. God just wants you to confess your sins. Forgiveness is already there. You don't have to worry. Oh, boy, with this one, I don't know if he's going to forgive me or not. I'll go back to him and maybe I'll let him know and I'll see. You don't have to see if he's going to forgive you. He already has forgiveness. It's on you. All you have to do is come to him and confess it. He already knows you did it. You're not telling him anything new. So when you go, God, well, you know, I, um, I already know what you did. Just say it. All I want you to do is confess it. I've already got forgiveness. That's what David meant when he said your, mercies, your mercy endures forever and your mercies are new every morning. When you wake up, a mercy is waiting on you. Okay, all you have to do is confess it. I'm going to drop down. Acts 2.38, you know this one. Peter said this. I don't know why it seems so difficult. Repent and be baptized. That means turn, turn, turn. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and receive, and receive, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What about promises of wisdom? Some of us feel like, well, I'm just not as smart as the other guy. You know, I mean, I I see the type of things Jim does and, you know, how he's a carpenter and how he builds so many things. You know, I see all these degrees that Steve has and the, and the other person. I'm just not as smart as those guys. Well, you know what? God gives you wisdom and nothing beats God's wisdom. Nothing beats God's wisdom, not any degree, not any doctorate degree or three PhDs or whatever you may have. There is nothing that beats the wisdom of God. The Bible says in Proverbs 2, 6 and 7, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store. Watch this. See, this is (laughs) he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blameless. Again, kind of like forgiveness and kind of like mercy uh, that we were just talking about. It's like you are thinking, oh, if if I do this, then God is going to make me successful. But it's not that. It's not don't change your mind from God is going to make me successful to God already has success in store for the upright. The success is already there. Do you see how the, your mind has to change the success is you it 's not that uh, oh well, I will be successful, so let 's see what that looks like. God already has the success it 's just up us to up to us to walk in it. He holds success in store. Write that one down proverbs two six and seven. He holds success in store for the upright for the upright that 's important. Come and listen to my counsel God says proverbs one twenty three i 'll share my heart with you and make you wise, that is a promise, come to me, and I'll share my heart with you, your only requirement, you don't have to, you don't have to go through undergrad first, you don't have to have your GED, you know, you don't have to complete these three things, he just said, come to me, come to me, come to me, and listen to my counsel, I'll share my heart with you. And I'll make you wise. What is God saying? Listen, can I invite you over for a cup of coffee? Come over. I want to invite you over for a cup of coffee and let me share my heart with you. And when I do that, it will make you What People will be astonished if you would go before the Lord. James 1:5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should what? Ask God. That didn't say go to school. He didn't say I'm not downing any of those things. You know, I'm not downing any. Of, we need all of that. We always should make ourselves better. I always encourage people to do that. But first, we need to go before God. You should ask God who gives generously. And here, I like, I'm reading this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm backsliding a little bit, Brother Jim. I'm reading all this out of the NIV. I really love that New King James Version. Um, but I, I really want you to get this. But with this particular one, I, I really like the King James Version. And it's just because I just like the word. You know, it, it, he says, uh, who, who, who generously gives and, and upbraideth not. I love upbraideth not. He's not going to upbraid. Please don't upbraideth me, Lord. He's not going to upbraideth you, right? He, he's not going to ostracize you. He's not going to do it. He's just going to give it to you. He's not going to find fault. And what that, what that really means when you really break it down is you ever gone to ask somebody for something and then they, they tell you all the things that, you know, you've done wrong or the way you should use it or, you know, give you all of these things, uh, you know, about yourself before they give it to you. You ever had a parent like that or a grandfather or something, you know, I'm going to give this thing to you, but you know, last time you messed the thing up. You know, and they start telling you all this stuff, right? God doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He just, he just gives it to you when it comes to wisdom. What about promises about peace, joy, and love? Peace I leave with you. Jesus said this out of his word, out of his mouth to our ears. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid, right? Jesus said in, in John 15, abide in me. As and I and you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. You wonder why you're not bearing fruit in your life? You know, like n- nothing I do seems successful. It's because you're not abiding in Jesus. You know, and it's one of those things where it's really black or white. And I don't mean us as humans black or white. I mean it's just a, it's a black because you're really not black or white either. That's a whole other thing. You know, we're really not black and white. You know that. None of you are black and none of you are really white. We're, you know, I, I think I'm kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, chocolate taupe. You never know. You know, you guys, you never know. You, you never know what you might be, you know. But anyway, you just got to go to the paint store, you know, go to the paint store and see what. Anyway. All right. But we got to be able to laugh. <laughs> but it's really black or white. God says, just, you know, abide in me and, and I'll make you successful. Or don't. And the success you think you have will be a worldly success, right? And it comes with trouble. The Lord makes rich and adds no trouble to it. Come on. Paul said this He said, I'm convinced, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears come on. For today, our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the skies, as principalities above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love God has revealed through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I know you've heard that before, too, but can I just encourage you with it again? There is nothing that will separate you from God's love, not even you, unless you just turn your back and leave him. That's the only way. Other than that, no sin you commit. Come on. I know some of you might have an issue with that. God wants us to repent now. Come on. Listen, God's a daddy, so you're going to get a whooping. If you just stay in sin, you do get a whooping. But listen, no sin you commit will ever separate you from God's love. You want to know why? Because where sin does abound, grace does that much more abound. His grace is greater than all of our sin even. Come on. And that should encourage you not to sin, not to sin. That should encourage you not to. He loves you that much. What about promises about strength and power? right? Isaiah 41 10. So do not fear for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How many know God has a righteous right hand, right? You ever watch boxing? You don't. you don't want the right hand from Joe Lewis. You don't want the right hand from Rocky Marciano. You don't want the, we don't want the Mike Tyson right hand. I'm gonna tell you, you don't want God's right hand. I mean, that, that'll knock planets out. You know what I mean? Come on. He's got a mighty right hand. God's got a right hand. Strength and power. Mark 11, 22 and 23. Love this one. Love this one. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Have faith in God, truly. Jesus is emphasizing this. He said, truly. He didn't, he didn't just say, listen, let me tell you. He said, no, truly. Listen to me. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done. That is a promise. That's a promise. That's a promise of God. What about the promise of God's provision? Uh, in Deuteronomy seven thirteen. he will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine and olive oil, new wine, new wine. That's, a, that's another sermon. New wine. He will bless new wine and olive oil, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks in the land he swore to your ancestors to give to you. Anybody remember Psalm 35, 3 and five, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But he goes on to say, a lot of people just quote that, they just quote that, trust in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But it goes on to say, commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and he will do this. Commit your ways to him. He said this in Job 36, 11, if they observe and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity. Woo! What a promise. They will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. This is a promise. It's a promise. It's an if then statement, if you obey and serve him. And it's not hard to do that not hard to do that I'm gonna drop all the way down what about promises of deliverance from enemies and from danger and temptation Exodus 14 14 says the Lord will fight for you you only need to be still boy I wish somebody would have told me that at 17 (laughs) boy be still I think my mother did try to tell me that but uh, I wasn't listening Michael be still stop shaking be still sit still the Lord will fight for you Proverbs 133, but whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. These are promises. These are promises. Psalm 138, 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. Your right hand, with your right hand, you save me. There's that right hand again. There's that right hand again. What about promises of healing? Last one, promises of healing. James 5, 15, and the prayer offered in faith, that should not be lost, that it says in faith, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. (laughs) The Lord will raise them up. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. That's a promise. It's a promise. Jeremiah 30, 17, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Exodus 23, 25, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and your water. I will take away sickness from among you. That's where we get bless our food from. You know, Jesus only thanked uh, God for his food. So if you just bless your food, don't forget you need to thank God for your food. First of all, thank God for your food. But this is where we get that. And in Jeremiah 33, 6. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. He's talking about Judah, the city of Judah. I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. These are just some of the promises of God. Now, when you hear some of those promises, you say, okay, now that's a lot of promises. I don't know. At first, I was thinking, "Yeah, I'm going to believe in the promises," but you just said too many. I don't know if I can believe in all those promises. Well, just let me very, very quickly. How much time I got left, Beth? Okay, I won't go through all of this. Let me let me quickly go through some reasons why we can trust God. Okay, because I know you. If you're like me, I, I know you've been offended. I, let's just admit it. I, I have before. I've been hurt. I've been disappointed. We do that to each other. We're human beings. Okay, we disappoint each other. All right, doesn't mean you shouldn't trust anymore at all. But what it does mean is sometimes we're hesitant to trust each other. But let me tell you some of the reasons why you can stand on the promises of God. First of all, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 20 says this, for all of the promises of God in him are what? Yes, yes and amen. Yes, all of the, there's my word, all Of the promises in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. See, he has a reason for making good on his promises because it's to his glory. It brings him glory when we trust in his promises and he comes through. It brings God glory to the glory of God through us, through us. The message version says, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him... This is what we preach and pray, the great amen, God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us by his spirit, has stamped us with eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. 1 Peter 4, 2 Peter 1, 4 says, we were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you. Your ticket to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. See, we can trust God because God is the promiser. The promisor is one who pledges to another uh, to do or to not do something specified. It's a specified declaration which gives the person to whom which it is made the right to expect. Listen to this now. We have the right to expect or to claim the forbearance or performance of a specified promise. I know that's a lot to take in, but it basically means when God promises it, we have a right to expect it. God promises it. We have a right to expect it. We can expect from God what he is saying. Amen. The promiser is God. All right, let me just go through some reasons. First of all, number one, God is trustworthy in his word. It says, God is not a man in numbers that uh, he would lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. He didn't even change his mind. Once he promises it, he doesn't say, hmm, I kind of promised that, but I don't know if I can really do that or I don't know if they really deserve it because after I promised it, they did some things and messed up. So now I'm going to take it back. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Does he speak and then not act? That's what Numbers 23, 19 says. Does he promise and not fulfill? No. No. God is trustworthy. Psalm 1820, I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you, but listen, this is the word. Sometimes we just need to hear the word, guys. Not what I, my opinion. You need to hear what the word is. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands. He has recompensed me. All right. Psalm 119.42, so I shall have an answer to him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. God is trustworthy. The second thing is God never lies. Never? Never. never. I mean, never, never? Never. Not once. God never lies. Let me dude, see if you can wrap your head around this. God, it, it, we, It's impossible for God to lie because God is so wholly true and so wholly good that whatever he says, even if he told a lie, if it's sunny outside, and God says it's raining, that becomes the truth because God is truth. I know it's hard for you to wrap your head around that. God can't lie. Whatever he says is true. Whatever he says is true. God never lies. Hebrews 6, 18 says, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, who have fled to take hold of uh, the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged, that we may be encouraged. It's impossible for him to lie. All right. Titus 1, 2 says, in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised before time began. So God can't lie. Another thing is God is faithful. He is faithful. You ever had a faithful friend who came through for you even when you didn't expect it? God is faithful. He, Hebrews 10:23. let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Lamentations in, in chapter 3 says uh, that your mercies are new every morning. Great is your what? Faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. God is faithful. So God is trustworthy. God never lies. God is faithful. But guess what? Sometimes we we say things and we want to be faithful, but we just don't have the power to do it. You know, maybe something else is calling us, something is more important. Maybe I promised you something. Maybe I promised Brother James uh, that, that we would get together and I would have breakfast. But all of a sudden I get a call and my mother-in-law's in the hospital. I made a promise to him. Now what should I do? Well, something else has taken precedence. And since I'm not God, I'm not able to be in two places at once. So I don't have the power to fulfill that promise. But the thing about God is God is able to fulfill God has the power. God is omnipresent. He's able. He has the power to fulfill every promise that he has made. Psalm 77, 8, has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed evermore? No, never. Jeremiah thirty-three, fourteen: 14, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will perform that good thing that I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. He is able to fulfill it why is God able to fulfill it he's omnipresent but there's another reason the reason is because God is all powerful how much is left out of all (laughs) nothing he's all powerful there is no power there is no king there is no president there is no uh scientific whatever there's nothing more powerful than God and and there's no, no power that God doesn't have he is all powerful Genesis 17, one says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Very often in the Old Testament, God would say something to the Israelites and he would say, I am the Lord God. I am the Lord your God. I am God. When Moses said, who shall I say sent me? What did he say? I am. Nothing else needs to be said. I have all the power. I am all powerful. I am all powerful. The promise is a pledge. It's a word of honor. It's a vow. It's an oath, a warranty, a guarantee even, a covenant. It it, it is the ground for hope. It's the ground for expectation for us, assurance, and eventual success for us. We stand upon the promise of ultimate victory. We stand upon the promise of amazing blessings of God. We stand upon the promise of his divine presence ever being with us. We stand upon the promise of healing. That's a promise. That's a promise. We stand upon the promise of peace in the storm. God has ever promised us all of these things. He's promised us that we have the ability to overcome in him, no matter what you're facing. He's promised us that we have the ability to be healed in him, no matter what it is that we're facing. He's promised us that we're able to prosper no matter the dryness of the land that we're in. Well, nobody can can, can prosper here. Uh, No one can start a business here and be successful. No one can, can, can rise up the corporate ladder in this company. Guess what? God is able to make you thrive in situations where no one else can thrive. No one else can thrive. Why is it? You you know, it's for you because God loves you. Of course he loves you and he wants to lift you up. He wants to promote you. But then ultimately we have to understand that it brings him glory. Because we'll turn around there. How did you do that? How did you do that, Brother Eldon? How, stru- how did you plant in this field and grow corn? And nobody's, for miles around, this is terrible ground. This is, how, how are you able to do that? The Lord, my God, gave me the power. He blessed the seed. This is the God you want to serve. The God who is able to, to, to bring rivers to dry land, who is able to make us prosper in dry land. Come on. So we can trust God. And I know this is a little different, but I just want to exhort you today. I want to encourage you to trust God in every area of your life because God's promises are true. God's promises are amazing. I mean, just read it. Just read it. I'm not a big fan of Googling things because people can put anything on Google. I, I realize that. Uh, but you can look it up, however you want to look it up. Look up sometime just the promises of God and you'll find hundreds of them in the Bible. Check them against the Bible. <laughs> all right. Go to the, to, go to the word and, and just look at all of the promises that God has made to us. Now, once you do that, the second thing you need to do is grab hold of the promises. Say, Lord, I believe these promises. And so just a moment, we're going to make a declaration together that we believe the promises of God that we're able to overcome. And here's, here's why I'm saying these things. Here's, here's why I, I believe this is going to help us today is because, uh, I, you know, I don't know about you but I am sick and tired. I shouldn't even say it that way. I know, but I'm tired of the devil coming in anytime he wants to wreaking havoc in Christians lives. And we just putting our head down and saying, Oh, well, that's the way it is. That must be God's will for me. And you know, but I'll overcome someday. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. God is saying, no, 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 that is not why I blessed you. To come up on the rough side of the mountain. Now, what, what does that mean? doesn't mean the enemy's not going to throw things at you. The enemy's going to throw everything at you. And especially, I just want to warn you. I, do, I, do, I should, probably shouldn't say this, but I want to warn you. Once you make this declaration, uh, the enemy's got his eye on you. But even with that warning, can I just tell you that the power of God, if, he, if God is for me, didn't we read it earlier? If God is for me, who can be against me? Who's going who's to speak condemnation to me? I'm bold because of Jesus. Jesus is the one who stood up, who had the unmitigated gall. I'll say it again. Uh, who, 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 had, who was amazingly, I mean, he just had the audacity to say that I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. I be the man. <laughs> there is no one else but Jesus, in case you didn't know it. it there's only Jesus. Jesus. The church is only Jesus. If if there's no Jesus, it's not, I'm I'm tired of people calling, I'm going to call them out. Universal Unitarian Church, no such thing. That's ridiculous to say. And if I offend you, I apologize, but I'm just speaking the truth of Jesus. This is not me telling you. Jesus said, I am the way. Upon this revelation that I'm the Messiah, I will build my church. No such thing as a church without Jesus. Only Jesus. It's either Jesus or not. You're either going to heaven or not. And the only way you go is to believe in Jesus or don't. this the only way. And if we have him in our life, then we should prosper. We're overcomers. We are overcomers. We are overcomers because of Jesus. And it is kind of an all or nothing thinking. It is that way. I would that you be cold or hot. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I would that you be cold or hot. It is an all or nothing thinking. But with Jesus, you have everything. You have it all. He's the creator of the universe. He is love. God is love. And he's given us his faith. He's given us his spirit that has raised Jesus from the dead, that has resurrected Jesus from the dead. He's given us that spirit. Amen. So we can grab hold of his promises and we can overcome the enemy in our life. We don't have to accept defeat. Even when he comes against us and what seems like a setback, listen, it, we, we've, we've been set back to come back. And it's not even really a setback, it's just how we look at it. It's, it's our perspective of it. It's not really even a setback. We're always going forward, always forward, never backward. We need to listen. I know I'm already done. We want to say this thing, but I just want to tell you this. I, I want to, I've, I've, done, I've said this a few times, but I just, I just feel it in my spirit. Listen, listen, I just want to tell you this is the Jesus that you serve. This is the Jesus that you serve. Jesus died on the cross. And, and everybody was like, oh man, what are we gonna do now? So, you know what Jesus did? He went down below the earth. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? He, he knocked on the door. Y'all, you, you gotta read this in the Bible. He knocked on the door of hell. Who is it? It's the Lord, the Lord God mighty in battle. Who is the Lord God mighty in battle? I'm the Lord God, strong, mighty in battle. He kicked the door open. Come on, people. He went in and he got captivity and he took captivity captive, right? I I believe if I had something here, I don't want to break anything. I believe he went in and he he grabbed the devil like that. He just threw him in a corner like a little sissy and said, come on, y'all. Come on, I'm taking captivity captive. I'm the Savior and I'm here to save you. And they went with him. Come on. This is the Jesus that you serve. He's already defeated the devil he's already defeated the devil your enemy is defeated he's just biding his time and listen don't you get don't you walk around with your head down don't you walk around looking defeated you keep your head up I don't care how far down you might be right now God is able to lift you up Listen, God does some suddenlies. God got in the boat and it said suddenly they were on the other side. God's able to bring you up out of the miry clay. David said it, he said, I will trust in the Lord who brought me up out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock and he established my goings. God is able to do it. It's up to us to believe in him. As soon as the prodigal son, okay, Lord, this, okay. As soon as the prodigal son came home, he had been, he spent all his money Women, wine, dancing, pigs. I don't know, he was, but as soon as he came home, he got a ring and a robe. All you got to do is come home. That's all you have to do is come home and start speaking in faith. Start speaking in faith, and you are an overcomer. All right, let's stand to our feet real quick. Let's, let's put up this, put up this uh, declaration. I know we do a declaration every day, but I want us to say this together. After you have heard some of, God, some of God's promises and you have heard why we can trust God and you know about the Jesus that you serve and how powerful he is, it should be easy for us to say this, all right? Let's say this together, one, two, three. I choose today to believe and stand upon all the promises of God for my life. God has spoken his divine promises with simplicity and clarity so that I may be strong in faith and endurance. God is able to do it. Give him some praise today.